in for a show tonight, son. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. Oh! I was a little disappointed that there weren't more students at the last game. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Social media reports that, that LAPD was called. LAPD was called. <laughs> Welcome to Beyond Reason. Now here's your host, Gage Dansby. Hey everybody, welcome back to Beyond Reason. I'm your host, Gage Dansby, and we are at the New Year's special for 2018, wrapping up 2018 nicely, and I'm joined by some very special guests, some friends of mine from high school. We got Jonathan Asel, introduce yourself. Hey guys, what's going on? And uh, Warren Fossler. How's it going, dude? Got a pretty red face over there, Warren. Any reason behind that? Uh, or? Just, I'm sweating. Sigma. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about sports wise. You didn't even introduce Josh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Josh Dix is here in the building. You said you weren't going to talk though. That's the problem. I didn't introduce you. Yeah, he is. Do you want to talk? If so, you got to get closer to the mic, man. Yeah, come yeah. on, come on, come on. Let's go. Come on, party. Let's go. It's the New Year's special. Come on, man. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Speak into the microphone. Yeah. Have you ever done a podcast before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So the first thing we want to get into, um, John yes. and Warren. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys are both Michigan fans. Well, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> we want to talk about the uh, disaster that was the Peach Bowl. 41-15 to victory by the University of Florida. Any, uh, any comments from a Michigan fan going on right now? It's it's hard to to see the team perform the way it did in the manner that it did, just because of the way that the the season went um, up until about Ohio State and uh, Josh. <laughs> John, you Josh, okay, you, Josh, you are distracting. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> have a heart to heart moment with Gage here. And you're gonna you're gonna distract me like this? It's actually Warren's fault. Warren, sorry about that. But up until Ohio State, Michigan was fantastic, doing absolutely fantastic. And Ohio State, I think, set the tone for the for that bowl. Well, you would think that after Ohio State, they would have a whole month to fix whatever problems that um, they realized that they had after they lost to Ohio State. But it didn't look like they were really any better as they prepared for Florida. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think they did a whole lot of as you call preparing. I think it was a lot of licking wounds and, and kind of assessing the damage that had already been done to them. Because, um, like I said, I think that set the tone for the bowl game. It was really a... Uh, Ohio State, you know, kicked them in the kneecaps and then kicked them while they were down. You know, I, I think it was, it was a brutal beating by Ohio State. And I think the team really took a hit by that. Mm-hmm. And I think that set the tone for that bowl game, and they ended up just not performing to their potential. you have anything to add to that, Warren? Another Michigan fan in the building? You know, I think John Kerr does points really well. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with him. Hey, why is the sky blue? Um, Deputy. 
Okay. <laughs> Wait, can, can you answer that question? Uh, it's light. <laughs> <laughs> it is light, yes. Yeah. That is correct. So... Shea Patterson, though, is coming back for his senior year. Yes, he is. Uh, I expect great things from that young man. <laughs> is that sarcasm, I'm assuming? Uh, actually, actually, not really, because I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of this year was Shea Patterson trying to fit into the crowd of Michigan, and we, we obviously saw that as, the, as, as the, the season progressed with them, because you know, Notre Dame was just not good. It was not good news, and... Well, let's transition to that then. Notre Dame versus Clemson. Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's go to that. Um, what a what Warren, a what, are you, what are you nodding your head no over there for? <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing to add to this. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we had the uh, Cotton Bowl Classic of. Clemson versus Notre Dame, and uh, Clemson rolled past the Irish. It wasn't even fair. Do you expect anything less, though? Because it, the the thing that's not surprising to me is Clemson and Alabama going at it again for number one. It's just the same old thing. Oklahoma had a better shot, though, than Notre Dame did. I will say that. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But it, it's no surprise to me that Clemson and Alabama up at the top spot to me that's that's kind of like what the day and age we're living in is just these two climbing the ladder very very easily and then just it's going to be a bloodbath between the two so um i want to go around the table and ask this um yeah we're not actually at the table <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're at this really bad makeshift podium that we made out of a chair and a cardboard box yeah in yeah, order to set up a microphone it does fit the room it, it brings out the, the color in the wall <laughs> the uh, beige no. color <laughs> it doesn't bring out anything um but i had this in a podcast a couple episodes back where um discussion of possible expansion of the college football playoff um two Eight teams, possibly? I yeah. mean, the usual guy that I have broadcast with me on this podcast, Sergey, he said that we should do it March Madness style and lower the football season, but do it with a field of 64. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Seriously? Yeah. That's way too many teams. Why can't we just do eight? Listen, in this, think of the style of March Madness and the literal meaning of March Madness when it comes to basketball. Think about like the presence and the aura that comes with that, and how people like like the like brackets, right? Mm-hmm. People are obsessed with doing March Madness brackets. Think of what that could do with, um, with uh, the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Think of how that how that could affect the playoffs. You you are bringing in, you're bringing in more teams, and you're allowing more teams to have a greater shot at at the number one title versus just four, you know? Mm-hmm. If you expand it out, you know, that gives room for upsets. That gives room for teams who normally don't There's have There's more a shot. room for upsets in basketball, though, than football. Hey, man, I've <laughs> seen some upsets in my day. Cough, cough, let's go Boilermakers. Am I right? One yeah. is trying to hold in laughter so much over there. Yeah. Are you okay, man? He's not even talking right now. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> okay, we're just uh, he's he's kind of in his own little zone right now. We're just gonna let him uh, 
Let him go. That's Joe Rogan right there, dude. <laughs> he is. He's going full Joe Rogan on this podcast. He's our um, in-house Joe Rogan <laughs> right now. <laughs> Okay. Are you seriously okay? <laughs> Wait. Okay. All right. So, looks like Josh is trying to help him right now. It's not helping at all. Uh, <laughs> you need to go lay down. Like, yeah. Do you need to lay okay? down or something? Are you doing alright? Yeah. I saw exactly what he said. There it is. There it is. I know. I'm like blinking. And I fucking heard it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My goodness. All right, all right, all right. So, Cotton Bowl, it did not end well for Notre Dame. And I don't know why, but is it just like Notre Dame is just one of those programs that gets hyped up every single year and does never meet up to the expectations? I mean, they did have a pretty good schedule. They did go undefeated, but everybody, even at the beginning of the season, goes, oh, it's Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. They're going to go all the way no matter what. Uh, To a degree. I, I, to a degree, I, de- I agree. I agree with. You. Uh, I think Notre Dame's in that same kind of, uh, I guess, ambiance as Michigan, where they they are hyped and they are they are praised and put on a pedestal until it comes time to do the games that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, even even though we we won against Michigan State this year at uh, Michigan, that is, I still believe that Michigan is going to be one of those teams that. Ends up being like not not winning the games that matter, and I Notre Dame I agree is kind of like in that bracket of being a little bit overhyped, but honestly until this year I didn't see a lot coming out of Notre Dame and being that strong of a team until this year. Well, so, Brian Kelly actually got the Coach of the Year award. Yeah, so no, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying like he's a bad coach. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is the first time that Notre Dame has been brought to my attention. That's the first time that I have cognitively went, oh, hey, Notre Dame kind of kicked some butt this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, can they keep that up? Are they going to be a formidable opponent in the upcoming season? Or are, is this like their one shot at, at, uh, at fame, and now they're going to you know, fade into the wind? Any uh, comments from uh, the few section over here with Warren and Josh? Or? Not at all. Not at all? You guys are more of like the spectating crowd. I really, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is uh, moral support for the night. It's true. I mean, M- Warren is great war- uh, moral support, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get over to the Orange Bowl classic then. Alabama and uh, Nick Saban and gang from Tuscaloosa taking on Kyler Murray, the Heisman winner, and the Oklahoma Sooners. No boomer sooner this time as Alabama once again makes us to its fourth straight national championship appearance. What a surprise. Who would have thought? It's Alabama all yeah. over again. It's, it's, it's the dynasty. It's Bama versus Clemson. Like I said, it's just those two duking it out. That's, that's the day and age we're in at this point. Until Bama, you know, starts to see a recession of... Uh, like coaching staff or players that are wanting to commit or anything of that nature, I think Alabama is going to continue to be a formidable opponent in following years. What are you guys doing over oh, there? Man. All right, so Josh and Warren have basically completely gone out of the podcast area and just like, I'm not sure what they're doing. This giant cardboard box is kind of blocking the way. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to see what's going on. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I'll, let's just keep moving then. We'll keep moving. So, um, hopefully, 
there might be some teams starting next year that can possibly, hopefully, take down Alabama, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think um, it's going to be a miracle kind of situation. You know, that, that golden throw kind of... Yeah. That, that, the, only, the only reason Clemson beat Alabama was a last-second touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I don't... Alabama... Alabama, to me, is one of those teams that... It's kind of like a New England situation. Like, the Patriots, a couple of years ago, they were just steamrolling. They were just going to town. Where now Alabama, in a way, is kind of doing the same thing and just demolishing everyone in their path. It's mm-hmm. the Crimson Tide. Yes. The only thing that's going to end up stopping the Crimson Tide is them making a mistake. They're a pretty darn good team. And the only way that they're going to get you know, thrown off their throne is if some, some team out there figures out what Alabama does best and sees their Achilles heel and strikes back. <laughs> and I don't think anybody has either is either A, brave enough to step up to that plate, or B, isn't going to focus their team around beating one team when they've got a whole season to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, as you said, I mean, there's so many teams that go throughout the entire season, you know, wondering if they can beat a team like Alabama. But then, you know, they got that whole schedule they got to worry about in the first place. I mean, Clemson, you know, ACC and stuff like that, and... Uh, I'm sorry, Warren and Josh are still laughing, <laughs> laughing their asses off. We gotta step out of the booth yeah, here. Like, we gotta step out of the booth. Yeah, like we need to take a break. Yeah, are you okay? Are you doing good? <laughs> See you later. See you guys later. Uh, oh man, he looks like he's just gonna take a quick walk, get some fresh air yeah, going on. I think Warren and Josh are gonna take a quick break from the podcast. <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna go giggle it out. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh so, so um, to finish out, I can still hear them laughing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, to finish out the college football talk, let's just do some like predictions of future bowl games that are going on. So first up, we got the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, or no, not Tostitos, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, mm-hmm. Central Florida, the undefeated. For two years in a row, Central Florida versus LSU. What was LSU ranked this year? You know, at the top. So there? they're number eleven right now, and Central Florida's number eight. Okay, so here's my thing about bowl games: is that I really, when it comes when it comes to other teams that I'm not uh, that I don't follow on a regular basis, I really like to root for the underdog. Mm-hmm. And why I watched LSU a little bit because they were higher up on the ladder. In regards yeah, to, but to watching, I, I, I think right. I see where you're going. You're like yeah. SEC team, and then you got this Central Florida team that's still trying to prove itself. Well, more or less, more or less. Central Florida, um, yeah, I think they're 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 that that team that's trying to to make a statement. I really I really do. They, so yeah, I do I do agree with you. Um, Central Florida is that team that needs to prove themselves, and the only way that they're going to probably make a statement is if they beat LSU. I mean, they beat, so they went to the Peach Bowl last year, mm-hmm. and they finished off an undefeated season by beating Auburn, mm-hmm. another SEC team. Right. So, I mean, obviously, if history repeats itself, it could happen. You're right. You're right. But, hey, LSU's a different team. It's a, you know, every team is different, and you're going to have that wild card scenario where, you know, maybe last year... It's a Michigan, Michigan versus Florida scenario. The one team's not on its A game for one game, and now you've got this this 
scenario where one team is rising up and beating the snot out of someone else. All right. So Central Florida, yeah, I, I can see them doing really, really well. Okay, um, so prediction, Central Florida or LSU? Ultimately, I would I would like to say LSU just because that I, I watched them this season and they're a pretty solid team. They're, they've got some flaws. Uh, but overall, Central Florida is ranked higher, and I think that it has a lot to play in with it. But in the same breath, I don't think it has a lot to, to play into it. Um, Central Florida, to be honest with you, I haven't watched a ton of this year. because I'm I saying think, Central Florida's going to win it. I think they're going to do what they did last yeah, year I, to I, Auburn. I think they, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to win it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say that they want to win it. I want LSU to win but honestly, Central Florida is probably probably going to – I think they've got their A game on. I right. think they're trying to prove themselves. All right, all right. So the next one, I want to put – I want you to – you're a Michigan fan. I want you to put your bias aside for just a okay. second. Okay, all right. I'll set that on the back burner. All right, the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Yep. Big Ten champion, Ohio State, mm-hmm. versus Pac-12 champion, Washington. Um, hmm. See, the thing with me – is that I want to say Ohio State, mm-hmm. but the problem is they're way too inconsistent. Correct. They could be really good and destroy anyone in their path on one day and then lose to an unbeaten Purdue team. Yep. So <laughs> it all depends on how they show up. Well, <laughs> part of me wants to say they're going to show up. They yeah. showed up to the big day at the, at the horseshoe, and they kicked Michigan left and right. And They've they won the up. Big Ten Championship. Yeah. They showed up. They showed up to the games that mattered. Mm-hmm. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did show up. You know, that, that's the, I think that's, that's the recurring theme with them is that, you know, during, this, during the middle of the season, they, they, you know, they have their, their errors. You know, they, they have a little bit of flaws. But when, when it comes to end season and it's time to play those big games, that's when they crack down and they, they really prove themselves. Whereas Washington... Washington, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a little bit of them, but I I really want to be biased. I really do. I really, you really want to say Washington I, just because you want yeah. Ohio State to lose. Yeah, but the other thing, too, is that on a, on a level of respect for Ohio State as a rival, I want them to win because they are bi- they're Big Ten, yeah. and I, re- I respect them for that. You know, I don't like them. I don't like Buckeyes, but I respect them. You know, oh. I, I think I'm I think I'll probably get uh, hazed and beat to snot in Ann Arbor if anybody hears me saying this. But I, I respect Ohio State for being you know our rival. That's part of that's yeah, part of I that. Yeah, w- I would stay away from Ann Arbor for a few days. You know, I, <laughs> I think that's a great idea. But if only Austin was here. For those of you who don't know, we have a friend Austin Schultz who was a member of the Michigan marching band who was just coming back. From Atlanta, mm-hmm. from the Peach Bowl, and that devastating loss to Florida. I wonder what yep. he's got to say about that. He was down there in Atlanta to talk about from, Michigan. From when I was talking to him, because I, I texted him after the game, and he his 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 quote that, that kind of summed it all up was, the Gators are a lot scarier than we thought. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of like what, that, that was the sum up what he, he witnessed. He he would have been with here with us today if it were not for a you know plane ride. <laughs> a plane ride back from <laughs> yeah, Atlanta. A plane ride back. So, all right, and uh, then but, but Ohio State. Yeah, you're gonna that, say Ohio State. I'm gonna say Ohio State. I'm picking Washington. 
Okay. I'm going to say uh, they just been a little more consistent mm-hmm. throughout the year, and I have no idea what Ohio State team is going to show up. I don't know how many seniors or, you know, potential draft picks are going to sit out mm-hmm. that game to protect their draft stock, and that could possibly change up how their team is going to do in that game. So I just don't know. I'm not comfortable enough to say Ohio State, so therefore right. I'm picking Washington. The other, the other thing, too, is I think there's a lot of emotions at Ohio State right now with um, Urban Meyer leaving. I think a lot of people... Um, well, that could go for their advantage, though. The mm-hmm. players might want to give him one last well, that's, that's victory. What I, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, they, they have this, this emotion of this coach, this man who's, who's done a lot for us, is, is leaving, and we want to we send him out with a bang. Yeah. And I think that's... And gonna, a Rose Bowl championship would do that. Yeah, and I think, I think that's going to drive them a lot. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a very large factor in... in and then... The big one, January 7th, Alabama versus Clemson. Clemson. Same Clemson. Wow. Yep. Okay, I'm sorry, but I have to say roll tie because I just can't see anyone beating Saban and gang. I mean, I mean you heard the stats. There's over 17 people on the Alabama team that are, that are potentially going first round in the draft. Yep. So I, that team is just so stacked. Yep. You saw what they did to the number one offense of Oklahoma and shut them down. Mm-hmm. You're you're right. You're right. They are a stacked <laughs> team. They are very powerful. There's no there's no contest except for Clemson. I think Clemson is that that sleight of hand. You know, I I really want to say that Clemson can pull it out because they I've watched them a few times and I I'm not claiming to be a massive Clemson fan, but from what I've when I've watched them on the on the occasion, it's impressive what they do. And Alabama being who they are, they've been on top for so long. And it's, it, to me, it's only a matter of time before that gets to their head. Like you said, they're 17. Did I say, yeah, 17? 17. Yeah, 17. 17. Potential first round, yes. Yeah. That, that plays a lot into the mm-hmm. head. You know, I've seen it many times from my years of playing you know, sports. Is it gets to people's heads, and they think they're, t- they're, you know, they're tough shit. So when it comes to that, it... I want to think that they're going to go, oh, it's Clemson. Yeah. I really I want to think that, and I, I feel like they thought that in the, in the past, and that's why they lost to Clemson, and they, they gave up in that, that last minute. Oh, welcome back. Oh, Warren's back. Hello, hey, Warren. How are you doing, guys? How you doing? You right you been, oh, my God. Uh, Josh has dressed himself up in cardboard. Um, are you okay? I can't covering Cardboard mask and uh, looks like we got a cereal box on one hand and a twelve pack. I think it's a rice box. box. It is a rice box. It, okay, so a rice box and then a Mountain Dew case. That's not on the Josh, other. That's boxing. That's boxing. He's got boxing. How long did it take you guys to make that? Is that what you were How doing? Long have we gone? Not long like ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes to make. Clemson. 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 Go on I say Clemson. You say Clemson or Alabama in the national championship, Warren? Definitely Clemson. Clemson? Josh? Clemson or Bama? Boxman, <laughs> Clemson or Bama. Is that better? Um, he said Clemson. Clemson! So three Clemson, one Bama. Wow. Did not expect that outcome. Well, I mean, yeah. Clemson. Clemson. Underdog. I want the underdog. Hey. Uh, so that's really what you guys have been doing for the past 10 minutes? Well, I feel like half of that was laughing, but... <laughs> I'm sure it was. It probably was. 
Well, I mean, we, we've been hearing you for about five minutes just here laughing. It's true. <laughs> so, um, usually at the end of the podcast, it's not going to be any different this time, but I, uh, we usually do something that's not sports-related to end out the show. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you guys coming in throughout, I mean, that kind of yeah, helps. It, it, it's the humor for the... Yeah, it's the humor factor. Uh, what do you mean? Chips? How did you get those? <laughs> you Just a random you bag of chips. How did you get those? You went to Speedway while we were you talking? Speedway. Stop that. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's get into pop culture and film a bit. We talked. Yeah, about let's this. get into that. I'm sure. I'm sure the the non sporties over here can. Jordan Peele, the Jordan com- Peele, the comedian, part of Key and Peele and Comedy Central. Oh yeah. Just released a trailer for a new movie. The director of Get Out is now making a movie called Us. Trailer just dropped, and essentially, for those who haven't watched it, it's about a family who uh, is going on summer vacation, and they run into these evil clones of themselves that think and act just like them that are trying to kill them. I feel like there's already a movie about that. (laughs) I feel like, even with what we saw, Jordan Peele's going to throw a hat trick in there and... It'll probably it'll probably yeah. just be like a really big plot twist or something. Like that. I'm guessing. I think I think it's yeah, just like Get Out. I think. Did you see Get Out? Yeah, I did. Okay. So uh, there was a th- have you heard about like the theory of Get Out and us being in the same universe? Yes, I've heard I've heard that. Um, I didn't dive into it too much, but I'm sure the the audience would like to hear your explanation. So basically, what's going on is like, um, if there's a theory going on that Get Out and the new movie Us are in the same universe, mm-hmm. where in the movie Get Out, you know, like white people are taking over the black people's bodies and yeah. stuff like that, inserting their subconscious, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the theory is that the regular family in the movie Us, the non-evil family, is actually the white family in the black people's bodies, and then the evil clones are the original black family that got out of the sunken place and are trying to retrieve their bodies back. That's cool. That's cool. Um, that, that it, well, one part of me wants to dive a little bit deeper into it, but the other part of me wants to say no, because I, the, the last time that I, I took, like, a lot of guesses at a movie was, uh, shoot, what was it, uh, The Last Jedi. Oh. That was the movie that I threw, I threw so many... I, I guess I guess so much with that movie and, and um, the Force Awakens. That that was the two movies that I sat there and thought about a lot, mm-hmm. and I I went, well, okay, we what can happen? So none of the stuff that I thought was gonna happen happened. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel the same way, especially with Jordan Peele. He, I think it's gonna be one of those scenarios where you're like, I think this is gonna happen, and so they. And then reason. Jordan Peele says, yeah. "No, screw you." Yeah, he's, gonna, he's gonna, gonna throw it out the window. He's gonna, <laughs> gonna say, "No, that that like month or two that you actually sat down and thought about it, nah, nah, whatever." <laughs> and that's a good thing though, because it changes away from like just being used to like the whole movie. Oh no, this is gonna happen. Boom, mm-hmm. psych. That babysitter is actually a demonic killer. Only these are so created like in the same fashion that you you know what's gonna happen. Even sometimes like the. 
alternate ending was completely different. Like, but you still knew like what would happen. With Get Out, I thought it was just like a bunch of racist people, this white dude, and then it turns out there are these psychotic white people, people that <laughs> kill them and take their bodies. So like, yeah, it. I, no I, one would have guessed that at yeah, all. I I, so. I went into that movie just thinking that like the the white people, you know, the the black guy was with their white daughter and they didn't like that and they were just gonna try and kill him because they didn't want a black man with mm. their white daughter. But no, they wanted him for other reasons, you know. Like I would have never guessed that. Yeah. So yeah, I I agree. Like you can't guess at that. You know, you can't guess with that. With Seems that, that Jordan Peele is so good at that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look look at the skits he's done in the past, like his comedy skits. Yeah. Like his with Keegan Michael Key and yeah, like it, you, you can't you can't guess what they're gonna I mean, do. With kind of skits. And they even do it off of like really simple stuff. I mean, that Keanu movie that they did. Yeah. That they that just basically goes around a stolen cat, mm-hmm. and that's it. They based a whole movie off of a stolen cat. Yep. Mm-hmm. You you can't tell. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know it's trying to it's trying to assume. Like what? What number you're gonna you're gonna pick for the lottery? You like right? It's it's a you can't guess it, and if you do, you're I don't know. Send me your lottery winnings, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send us the lottery winnings. Yeah. So uh, scratch off. Us comes out what March 2019. Sounds so. about right. I don't remember the date. Wait, yeah, that's too long. It needs to be here sooner. Mm. In the meantime, we'll just watch Bird Box again or. Bandersnatch or oh, yeah. Bird Box. <laughs> just Bird Box, Bird Box turning into so many memes. No, that dude, that Bird Box is just... That's, that's a quiet place. That's a quiet place, but with blindfolds instead of speaking, you know? It's, it's, Bird yeah. Box, Boxman. Boxman yeah. got all excited. Yeah, do you have any here. comment for that? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I honestly, I think uh, Bird Box was one of those things where it's like, hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, but change it up a little bit so it doesn't look like a copy. Right off of uh, a quiet place. Yeah. I still haven't seen a quiet place. I need to do yeah. that. It, it's well, if you've seen Bird Box, you've seen a quiet place. So, <laughs> but didn't you say a quiet place is better? It is. Like mm. I enjoyed it more. A lot of story details that like they just made more significant, like the questions. Well, it wasn't a great movie, but it was like different from the usual again. Yeah. But yeah, and I think that's that's the thing that. Authors and uh, story writers are trying to trying to key into is getting mm. away from that uh, that cookie cutter kind of movie, mm. and uh, I think A Quiet Place did it first, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, from there, you know, uh, Bird Box kind of took took the took that removal of a sense of a human sense and mm-hmm. kind of did their own little twist on it, and you know, it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was interesting. You know, the fact that. Can we throw spoilers? I'm gonna say spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, skip, skip down. Um, but uh, I, I really think that the concept of, of an invisible force that if you look at it makes you want to kill yourself. That's different. That's something that that you've never you've never seen in a movie. <laughs> Other than Boxman, I'm not that. invisible. Exactly. He's not. But he makes you want to kill yourself. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, <laughs> suicide is not a joke, people. Yeah, suicide, suicide, suicide is not a joke. Suicide is not a joke. Don't if you have trouble calling suicide. We're, we're, <laughs> but um, but the in the theme of the movie, the it's interesting that a person would want to kill themselves because of an evil being or, or an alien or whatever the hell you know is in the movie. 
Whereas, you know, a quiet place is mutant, I don't know, alien looking dog things. With uh, yeah, I, I know they had, but like, so with a quiet place, they had an origin. Like, it was from like nuclear or something or other. I honestly, I, I watched a quiet place and I didn't understand, I didn't, you know, do a, any lore background. Yeah. So to well, me, it was just, you know, these rabid beasts mm. running around with the ears and no eye. Well, the point I'm trying to get at is like with that, I think it was like on the news or something, like or on the newspaper or something. Okay, I yeah. But yeah. with with uh, Bird Box, they had no explanation of what it was. They started in Russia, then all of a sudden people in there do kill themselves. Like, yeah, there there wasn't a, a lot know. of back. Yeah. But hey, maybe they maybe they do a sequel. You know, that that'd be yeah. that'd be interesting to see how that works out. But. In in the same breath, I don't think a sequel would be a good idea for that. I don't I don't think I don't think throwing a sequel of that movie mm-hmm. is something that that would help the help a franchise. You know, I think that was a, a one off and they're done. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock, they're apart. Let's move on. I also kind of felt like watching The Walking Dead. I was watching Walking Dead watching. It. Yeah, there was new locations each time. They had new people coming in and out. Some screwed them over. Some didn't. Yeah, I it had that very like move here. Something happens. Move here. Something happens. Yeah, and I yeah I agree. It was more the the problem I have with Walking Dead. Even though I I enjoyed the Walking Dead, I watched mm-hmm. all of it. The, the the thing was is it turned more to human or I'm sorry, sur- survivor versus survivor instead of survivor versus like environment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's they're not. It's it's uh it's like poli- watching you know politics of of like a of aftermath or a, a apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You know, with the the chance of somebody getting bit by a zombie. And well, I, I I kind of agree with Warren in the sense that that's how Bird Box is is that you you have this this entity that makes you want to kill yourself, but a lot of it was human on human interaction. Mm-hmm. Although it's I don't know it's kind of it's kind of different in the aspect yeah. of there's the people that get uh, possessed by them right. Also, I don't get that either. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Did they did they not want to kill themselves or how does that work? Uh, going back to what you said the. Survivor versus survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could argue that survivor versus environment is more interesting to cast, though, because there's not that's much true. change in that. Well, I'm not saying you know that should be a hundred percent of The Walking Dead, but I would like to see more. You know, yeah, the, I get that. You know, like the first season when they were in the city and they were running around and there were zombies everywhere mm-hmm. and Rick got trapped in a tank. Like that was cool. You know that was, because there was human interaction and we had to work together and. You know, there was zombies out there and stuff like that. And then they go they go back to the camp by the, the quarry. Like that was cool. There there was a lot of survivors and you know, every every character was built. And there was both human interaction as well as trying to survive against this mm-hmm. apocalypse scenario. Whereas Bird Box, it's it you know I don't know, it's kinda I, I guess it's kind of the same thing because I, I feel you could like call the, the people who are possessed zombies. I feel like though with like with Walking Dead, since it's a TV show, they have an hour per episode to explain stuff. Yeah, it it works with that because it's a TV uh, like, show. Like he's saying, just uh, against zombies, you get boring after. Yeah. Whatever. With Bird Box, it's a two and a half hour movie. Like, yeah. You don't need all of that. You're just trying to survive. Well, we'll think about it like this. Like, um, what what if they took the next season of Walking Dead and they threw elements of uh. Resident Evil in there, where it's now it's kind of like mutinoid zombies, where they have wings or something, you know, like throw uh-huh. something like that in there, like the the disease is evolving. Like, I, I'm not a story writer, but 
Hey, I, I played Resident Evil, the video game, as a kid, and I loved that video game. And, you know, I watched the movies, and that that kind of scenario where it's Alice running around killing, I don't know, demons from hell kind of thing, it's, mm. it's, it's cool. I think you know, Resident Evil movies are overplayed as it is and stretched out way too far, but that, that kind of sense of development of, it started with the base zombie apocalypse mm. and then it evolved into something where they're mutating and now you've got this bigger threat. You know, that'd be cool to see what they're like. Yeah. Or if, if they did a, a sequel to Bird Box. You know, <laughs> make it so the apparitions are visible by night vision or something. I don't know, mm. you know. Push the story forward. Don't use the same material. Now that we went on that tangent. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good way to wrap it up. So, yeah. um, Thank you all for uh, joining us today on the New Year's special for Beyond Reasons. This is the last episode of 2018. We'll catch you in the New Year at 2019. And uh, thank you again for uh, listening. If you missed any previous episodes, feel free to catch up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts and so on. And uh, we'll catch you all later. See you in 2019. Happy New Year!